Reading our Bibles regularly can be a challenge, but we're all on this journey together. We're praying that this podcast inspires you, helps you better understand God's Word, and builds your faith. This is Join the Journey with your host, Emma Daughter. We're back. It's Casey Crane. And this is Haley Crane. Not Emma Daughter. Once again. Can't get rid of us. We are back. Thank you guys for joining us again on this Monday as we kick off the wonderful week of Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, my favorite holiday. Really? Yeah, family, football, and food. Those are the three Fs. I didn't hear God anywhere in there. God, yep. Well, he's... Okay, convict convict me. (laughs) Haley, I have a question for you. Okay, what's your question? What is your favorite Thanksgiving food? That's good. I would have to say anything with potatoes. So a mashed potato, a scallop potato... My stepmom makes these wonderful cheesy potatoes every Thanksgiving. Wow. Those are a few of my favorites. Wow. I'm very hungry now. Yes. What about you? Uh, I'm a, I think I'm a turkey guy, but I'm, I, oh. yeah, is that weird? Yeah. That's my favorite. That's very disappointing. Okay. I'll, I'll go with maybe pumpkin pie. How's that? Okay. I'll accept that. Do you like whipped cream on your pumpkin pie? Of course. Okay. Of course. I actually don't think I like pumpkin pie without whipped cream. Yeah. If you did, I think it's a little, that's a little psychopathic. Is it? Is it? <laughs> I think we know people that would probably disagree with you on that. That's, Dang. A, that's a hot take. Yeah, that would be, that's a bit of a toxic trait in my opinion. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. She's coming up with the hot takes. Okay. Well, on that note, before we offend anybody else, let's talk about John 14. Yes, I am so excited to talk about John 14 today. So last week we talked about John 13. As a reminder, we talked about our eternal position before God and our earthly purpose uh, for God. So John 14, um, how does John 14 build off of what Jesus was establishing in, in 13? Yeah, I think as you were saying, like Jesus establishing our position with God and then our purpose. Um, but as Jesus is talking in John 13, he's he's telling the disciples that he's going somewhere. He's leaving them. And he starts off 14 by continuing to talk about how he's going to leave them. And so that's a little scary, I'm sure, for them. And he, the first verse in 14 says, let not your hearts be troubled. And so Jesus can already see that the disciples are troubled and scared of what he's saying. And so I think John 14 perfectly builds off 13 by talking about this eternal hope that they can have, but then also talking about this helper that he's going to send to them. So kind of how you said eternal position and earthly purpose, I think John 14 can be summed up of an eternal hope and an earthly helper that's going to come, which is the Holy Spirit. And I think Jesus is so in tune with us as just our Savior and Lord. He knows our emotions and he can see that his disciples are troubled. And I think that's one of my favorite parts of his character is that I think we often think, oh, wow, okay, I need to have whatever God is telling me, whether I like it or not, I have to just say, okay, and put on the perfect happy face. And the disciples felt so comfortable with Jesus that they could express that they were scared and fearful of what's to come. And I think Jesus is so comforting immediately to them, and he knows what they need to hear. He's telling them that he is going to go prepare a place for them in his father's house, that there are many rooms, and he's going to come again and take them to himself. Hmm. And so... I think that is so comforting knowing, man, I have a room that Jesus has prepared for me that 
he he's has the bed ready, the iced tea out, my favorite <laughs> blanket, my favorite candle going. Maybe some potatoes. Maybe some potatoes. <laughs> but I think that's so comforting to know, man, in the midst of trouble that's going to come and hearing this, their Savior, their Lord that they've been following here on earth is about to leave them. They get to know that he's going and preparing a place for them. He's not leaving them out dry mm. here on earth, but he has a place for them, which is going to be an eternity with the Father and with Jesus. That's so good. So, you, yeah, you've talked about this eternal hope that we have in God, that God's preparing a place for us, hopefully with a nice scented candle. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> so while we're here in this life, um, how in the meantime, like how is God uh, helping us? Yeah, so I think this chapter, I go to verse 18 and he says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Yet a little while and the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live, you will also live. And Jesus might not be here physically on earth, but he's going to send this helper, this advocate, the Holy Spirit that he later says is going to make our home with him. And so Jesus is preparing this place for us in heaven, but he's also making a home here with us by sending his spirit to dwell within us. And I think that's so comforting because I've, think of myself so many times, I think, man, if Jesus were here, if Jesus were just here on earth, things would be different or this, I would be able to break this temptation or follow that command or do the hard thing. If he were here, I wouldn't feel as tempted, whatever it may be. But I think we just so often forget that Jesus lives inside of us every day by his Holy Spirit and how we don't have to fight over the physical being of Jesus being here because each one of us has his spirit living inside of us. And that's the same spirit that raised him from the dead that we talk about in Romans 8. And I think that can be so comforting because often we just want the the physicality of Jesus being here, but we can know spiritually he's living inside of one of us as he makes his home with us and dwells with us. But that's not the only home he's going to make with us because he's already prepared a room for us in heaven. And so one day we are going to get to see Jesus physically in eternity and we're going to get to hug him. And I just think it's going to be so sweet when one day, like we're all going to get to experience that perfect unity with him. But I think so often we dismiss the power of the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us. And at the end, he just talks about how all these things that Jesus has been talking about, the disciples are confused. They're scared. But in verse 26, he says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. So all these things that Jesus is saying that they're confused about, about where he's going to go and their purpose and their eternal hope that they have. They're like, what does all this mean? We just want you here with us. Like you're our Lord, you're our savior, you're our teacher. And he's saying, hey, we're going to send the Holy Spirit, me and the father. And he's promising it. He's saying, the father will send in my name. So we know that that's going to come to fruition because God, when he makes a promise, it's always going to come true because hmm. he's trustworthy in all he promises. And so he's going to bring to remembrance all these things Jesus said, and it's going to click for the disciples and they're going to go, oh my gosh. So that's what he meant. Yeah. And yeah. so I think as I just read through this chapter, my biggest takeaway is man, that we would just not forget the power of the spirit that lives inside of us as we go about our days. And we hunger for heaven and we hunger for that eternal hope that we have. Of, man, I can't wait to go to that room that Jesus has prepared for me with my scented candle. <laughs> but just to be clear, there's, there may not be a scented candle, but, but there could be. We don't really know. I hope there is <laughs> personally. <laughs> but in that, 
we can hold fast to the Holy Spirit that's inside of us. It's going to help us. It's going to bring to remembrance all these things Jesus said to us in our time of need and serves as our comfort here on earth. And so my prayer for each one of us as we go into this week of Thanksgiving is, man, that we would just be thankful for the spirit that God has given us and thankful for the cross, but thankful that, man, we don't have to walk through this life alone because we have Jesus living inside of us each day. And that allows us to produce fruit, to be able to love others, as we talked about in John 13, to love one another. And that's how we're going to be known is if we love one another as his disciples. And so by living surrendered to that Holy Spirit inside of us and walking in it each day, we're going to bear fruit and be able to live out that new command that Jesus gave us at the end of John 13. So good. So good. Well, guys, thank you so much for uh, for letting us hijack the pod for these last two episodes. Yeah, it's been fun. We're so glad we got to chat with you guys and hope you all have a great Thanksgiving week. Eat lots of potatoes. And pumpkin pie. The Join the Journey podcast is produced by Watermark Community Church in Dallas, Texas. You can learn more about Watermark by connecting with us on social media. Just search Watermark Church, all one word. And to read along with us, visit jointhejourney.com. And thank you guys for listening.